This is Israeli Technology Founders Speak, a podcast of conversations with successful Israeli high-tech and biotech entrepreneurs, with your host, Avraham Hermon. Karen Avriel Sadan is the CEO and co-founder of Yevul Info, an Israeli agtech startup that helps growers reduce fertilization by 30% while providing early alerts for crop stress using a smart learning algorithm. The system incorporates imaging cameras, fertilizer control injectors, and sophisticated machine learning. Avraham sat down with Karen in the offices of Yevul Info in Katsreen to discuss how Karen came up with the idea, how she got funded, founded a team, the challenges and future of her startup, tips for founders, and much more. This podcast is a creation of J.M.B. Davis Ben David, an intellectual property law firm serving clients around the world. You have great innovations. We keep them safe. It's not enough to just have a great startup idea or innovation. If you don't legally protect your innovations, products, and brand, anyone can claim them as their own. We keep your great innovation secure. Learn more by going to jmbdavis.com. That's jmbdavis.com. So thank you, Karen, for hosting me and giving me the excuse to visit in northern Israel. And I have to thank the Agritech Israel Global Agricultural Technology Summit for making this interview possible. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and many other companies and industry leaders and government delegates at the summit on October 17th through 19th, 2023. And if any of the listeners out there are interested in attending or finding out more, their website is agritechil.com. So we're going to be talking about Yuval Info today. What problem does Yuval Info solve? Yevul Info has a primary goal to solve the pain point of the grower. The grower cannot control the fertilizer prices as the uh, fertilizer big companies. So he has a lot of expenses. In USA alone, it's 15% of the the whole expense. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the parameters that control the plant growers are so many and so uh, not controlled, like very cold weather, like a disease, like pesticides, and so, and so on. So in order to make the, the crop strong enough, the agronomic protocol includes a lot of extra um, fertilization. Mm-hmm. This extra fertilization not just cause a lot of expenses to the grower, but it contaminates the soil, the water that is that it drinks, and our planet, of course. Fertilizers cause to a lot of GHG emissions. We're talking about a sustainable a problem to the world, to the planet. So what you're trying to do is essentially reduce the amount of fertilizer that a farmer will use, but without negatively impacting the yields that the farmer will have. Of course, we proved that the yield would be the same yield exactly as a crop that's been fertilized 100%. Uh-huh. So what you're saying is you're going to reduce uh, fertilization use and cost to the farmer, maybe even cost to the consumer in the end? Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I will. But it's it's more than that. 
the consumers will have uh, a lot of benefits because our secondary customer is the food company. Mm-hmm. The food company would be able to, to for a backwards uh, integration for the raw materials in his food. We know that the consumer now look for healthy food and uh, in that case, the food company can say, we control our raw material because our application can do more than that. We can alert for stress about two weeks ahead of time. We are the only one who can do that. We can also predict color, precocity, and the weight of um, fruits before harvest. Mm -hmm. So the food company is enabled to control the raw material from the starting of the season until the end of the season, until the harvest. In that case, they can say, we have a green product. Mm -hmm. So that's better for the food companies. They can market a product that's better for the environment and potentially more customers will buy from them. Yeah. Okay, can you speak a little bit about how it works? How does the system work? Having a a lot of experience with uh, innovation in this agriculture food and specifically in precision agriculture and due diligence for a lot of startups in this area, I know what is the market expects. The market has a lot of technologies that are very expensive. Drones, uh, sensors, uh, hyperspectral cameras with very high resolution. We bypass all of that. We bypass the high resolution. We do not have initial setup. So we can advise for RGB cameras. They are staring at the crop on top of the greenhouse and they watch the crop and take uh, the frames every, uh, in, in certain moments, in certain hours. So our algorithm can uh, embed it into his, all the formulation behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm can translate the pixels into formulations and then they take out of it the crop health. Mm-hmm. We know what is the crop health status according to the pictures of the leaves. I see. Okay, so you have cameras set up around the greenhouses of the growers, and that's providing data that then you somehow manipulate with your algorithm to give input back to the farmer about growing. Yeah. And about fertilization and irrigation. Yeah. If you imagine that you, you see me for the first time and you don't know what is my status, am I healthy, maybe I'm ill, maybe I got fat, maybe I got thinner, but you don't know because you see me for first. Due to the fact that I invented a mechanism that can understand the gross uh, habits of the crop, I know in advance what is the status before you see it in your eye. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it can be still green. And looks very healthy, but I can tell you, no, this uh, leaf is going to be yellow in two weeks from now uh-huh. because I see that it's not healthy. So you mentioned that you're an inventor. You invented this. Can you explain a little bit about how the idea was born? The algorithm uh, CTO, Ezra Miller, he thought about an idea while studying in the agriculture faculty in Israel. He thought about an idea how can he bypass all these technologies out there? He thought about what would be the right solution for agriculture techniques to understand the crop health in another way and not the common way that they are today. The common ways that they are using today 
are uh, samples from the soils, uh-huh. samples from sensors, samples from drones. I mean, all the samples that are taken make it very complicated to understand each uh, place of the, of the plot. I know how to bypass all of that. I can put only one camera above and I can bypass all these samples with the, I mean, the complication is behind the scene. The complication is in our algorithm, which has a lot of mathematical and physics formulations. Mm-hmm. So this is how we thought about it. And he found a way and met and suggested our agronomist, Yochai, that he has a way to develop it. And this is how it started. So you mentioned you have uh, two other partners. Can you talk a little bit about how to assemble a team and how you did that? And was that difficult, that process? I think that what the most important things for me, that I would have very experienced team, very professional team. I'm not looking for, you know, a young person that know how to program an application and he came just out of the garage. I'm looking for a very experienced team that knows what the market needs that works in this market and and understand the pain points of this market. So this is the team I assembled. And in addition to that, I recruit a product manager that actually emphasize exactly what we need for our uh, final product. I know you have industry experience in a large chemical company known as ICL. How is that experience helpful for you to start the startup? After almost a decade in ICL, Establishing with the CTO the, for the first time, the, gro- the global function of uh, ICL about 11 years ago. So I evaluated a lot of startups in this field. I worked with the strategy manager of ICL in order to learn deeply the, all the trends in the precision agriculture field. And uh, we understood what happens in the market and all the uh, available technologies. We saw what our competitors did in this area. And then we figured out what's missing for us. When I evaluate all these startups out there, it was very difficult for me to find out the right business model that I can say, yes, it's going to work. Because according to what I saw, I felt like, you know, you're having a surgery. So the surgery succeeded, but the patient died. So it's not enough to have a good technology. You should have the right business model in order to sell it. Right. With the full info, I just found the game changer with the business model because you don't have initial setup. It's not expensive. Therefore, the ROI, it's immediately. I see. Yeah. It's interesting because I shared a similar role looking from when I was in a, a large company in pharmaceuticals, looking at a lot of new projects coming in to the company. And it gave me in, insight about, you know, how a company needs to develop, not only in terms of intellectual property, which is my field, but also how it really needs to position itself to get to the market. So that I think is extremely useful. Let's talk a little bit about patents and intellectual property and How does that play into your business strategy? Yeah. So this year we filed two patents regarding our uh, mechanism of how we understand the leaves or the crops health while looking, staring, picturing its uh, foliage. Mm -hmm. So the patents, of course, are going to save us from the next technologies that is out there 
and maybe thinking about the same solution. We found out that uh, this is very important in order to go to the market and especially before we go to participate in this kind of uh, conference. So you made sure to secure your intellectual property before presenting it and uh, before going to conferences and talking to people about it. Yeah. What about uh, intellectual property and investors? How do they view intellectual property? They understand that it's uh, the most important thing. We actually went into a professional R&D institution in order to prove our technology for 100% and to get you know, the stamp of that institution. So right now, after a very successful experiment, we are ready to do it. They are sure that this is so important to them and you are ready for that. Let's talk a little bit about investment. What sort of investment do you have to date? And maybe talk a little bit about bootstrapping versus receiving outside investment. So we um, applied for the Israel Innovation Authority in order to participate in the Greenhouses program. So we received an investment of 3 million shekels, but the Israel Authority, they invested 85% out of that. And our shareholders of these greenhouses, Galil Ofek Innovation in Katrin, they invested the 15% additional. And they, of course, promised us that because they so they believed in us so much, so they are going to participate in the next round. That sounds like a good resource to have. In addition to investment, what, are, what sorts of uh, input are they providing for you, for your startup? So it's very important because our shareholders have lots of connections in the global market. So they help us with connection in, the, in, in Dubai, in China, in uh, Europe. In addition to that, and the most important thing, my head of director, Eyal Aviram, uh, is like a mentor for me. He helps to work with the with external investors, prepare mm-hmm. me to the pitches, and they help me to get to them. You're solving a problem that has to do with food and sustainability, and these are problems that exist today and have existed for the last number of years. And... What's your thought about investors now in the ag tech space? Are they hesitant to invest? I think uh, that it's a well-known fact that uh, we are in a period that the investments are very difficult to receive. A lot of due diligence or a lot of agreements that were almost signed, they were, you know, exploited at the the last moment. Mm -hmm. Money is uh, problematic. In all of the ecosystem, but especially now in Israel with all the political situation, so investors are a little bit afraid to put money in this market. So unfortunately, I see lots of uh, startups or entrepreneurs go and look for uh, external investments abroad with the option of establishing a company abroad, Mm -hmm. which is very sad for the Israeli ecosystem. So why do you think that uh, it's important that startups be here in Israel? Because we as the southern nation, because maybe I'm a Zionist, I don't know, but I think that we should stay and we should stick to our very analytic capabilities. Again, we are the startup nation, we have a lot of high-tech, great brains, and we should keep them here, and we should still maintain the reputation of our country. This is a very little country. But we have a lot of uh, accomplishment and we should continue and uh, emphasize that. 
Let's talk a little bit about software as a service, which is the model that you chose for Yavul Info. How do you think that this technology will help the user in the end? I think that this is uh, the, the most important thing here because when I think about the grower, about the end user, I want to simplify his life. I know that he doesn't like a lot of complexity. He has enough, you know, enough for no he said he has to get up early and he has to work very hard. He doesn't need to be added with complex technology and cameras and sensors and the maintenance and etc. He has to sleep well at night, understand that his yield would be optimized and uh, he's, he's going to get simple alerts and of feedback of the health of these uh, crops. So in order to do that, I am going to use an application which he would download from the farm management platform. And therefore, he just have to push a button and, you know, enter the connection to the camera and then he'll get feedback of alerts, you know, like something happens, mm-hmm. the, the crop looks not healthy. And this is the alert that we were talking about that is going to be enough time ahead. So he's going to be, to receive like a wee wee. An alarm, <laughs> like, right? Like an alarm. Yeah. Ahead of time. So he should be, uh, uh immediately add fertilizers or check uh, if he has to, um, check for disease. Mm-hmm. Now let's switch gears a little bit. What tips do you have for founders who are starting their own company with their new idea? I think that the most important thing is that when you are a very thin company and uh, you don't have enough money, so the founders, they should be very complementary to each other. I mean, everyone should be very professional in his field and they must work together. They must consult it with each other and for each step that they are doing, they should not be the CEO of this uh, startup. They should do what they know best and they should bring the CEO that he would lead them, mm-hmm. that he would focus them and he would be busy with business plans, investors, funding. Mm-hmm. I see. So everyone needs to know their own role and focus on that role. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a good a good tip. Now, where do you see Yavul Info in another year or another five years from now? Wow. I have a lot of dreams. In a year, let's say in the end of 24, I want to be with product in the markets already. I want to sell. Mm-hmm. In five years, I want a big company. It's surprising. Maybe I'm not talking about exits and uh, like a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, but for me, I see a big company that is very successful with global sales. I want to see our products used in farm management uh, platforms and with food companies Mm -hmm. that want to control the raw materials. That sounds very good and uh, promising. And I hope that you have continued success. And uh, hopefully we'll talk in another few years and you will have achieved those goals. Amen. That was Karen Avriel Sadan, the CEO and co-founder of Yevil Info. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There are many more to come. Do you have a great innovation or startup idea? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by going to our website, jmbdavis.com. 
D-A-V-I-S.com. And if you go to jmbdavis.com forward slash startup, you'll see we have a special site specifically made for startups to help startups protect their innovations. Please be in touch with us and find out how we can help you. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode.